I might be all like cute and cuddly looking, maybe a little slimy, but like I'm super ferocious. Nomadic cowbirds and poking the puffballs. I like turtles. And lightsaber frog calls. Fresh series got filled with persimmon seeds. My name is Nicole. And I'm Emily. We're from the Great Plains Nature Center, and you're listening to That's My Favorite, the podcast where you can geek out with naturalists, as Rachel likes to say, naturalists, (laughs) really breaks it down. It's like a groove. (laughs) Today, Emily gets to geek out. Yeah. What are you geeking out about? (laughs) I am geeking out about salamanders. Ooh. But first, some new five-star reviews. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Every single review is near and dear to our hearts. Heart. One heart. I said <laughs> our hearts. I know. I just... We just share a heart. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. Okay. <laughs> it's near and dear to our heart. Um, and we got a new one, and it's five stars, so it's extra near and dear to our heart. Mm-hmm. We only <laughs> like positive feedback. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, on the last day of 2019, AT238 gave us a five-star review, and they said, It's my favorite. A happy and humorous romp through all things fascinating in nature. This podcast always brings a smile, as you can hear the absolute joy of the naturalists and nature lovers who just want to tell you about the cool things they love. I truly enjoy every episode and learning about the natural world from people who can't get enough of it. And, like... I might have cried a little bit when I heard this (laughs) the first time because that's just so sweet. And I'm glad, like, that you guys get it because we are just smiling the whole time when we do this podcast (laughs) and crying and laughing. And I'm glad it comes through. So we just have a great time making this. And we're so glad that you like it, too. (laughs) I just like that they use the word romp. I just really (laughs) enjoy I know. Great word choice. Like, very beautiful writer, AT238. You're you're amazing. We love you. Yes. (laughs) Salamanders. Salamanders. Salamanders are going to be our topic for the day. And I'm really excited because just, they are my favorite. And if you didn't know, my last one, I talked about toads and frogs. And so now we're just going on to more slimy things. Slimy boys, as yes. Rachel would say. Yes. And this is another one where, like, I didn't necessarily, like, grow up looking for salamanders. But we do have quite a bit in Arkansas, where I'm from. And so my first experience with them was in college. I took a herpetology class. So we got to go out and make our own collection. So that study of reptiles and amphibians. So we were going out looking for reptiles and amphibians. Nice. I just specifically remember... You know, you go out during rainstorms when it's wet and stuff. You just go out driving back roads. And there was a lot of those in my college town. You literally, like, couldn't drive in this rainstorm without hitting amphibians. (laughs) Which is really terrible. But there were just so many of them crossing the road. They're like, oh, this is the time where I can go find new water. (laughs) And so a lot of them were salamanders. Yeah. And you could tell just because, I mean, one, they're not hopping across the road like a frog or a toad. They're just going splat. (laughs) They're just going splat. No, I would try really hard to avoid them, I promise. Okay. It was just amazing to see them everywhere and specifically mole salamanders which in arkansas like they're there Mm -hmm. but they're and when i say mole salamander i don't mean like 
the family, I mean like a specific okay. species, mole salamander. Okay. And I got to find one of those, and it was just so cool to have this little dumpling <laughs> in your hand because a lot of them just look like little dumplings, yeah, little, little gooey dumplings. And it was just really amazing. And we have a tiger salamander here at the nature center. They're just funny. They're real. Yeah dopey and derpy yes their <laughs> face you feed them they act really really ver- ferocious i just i i love interacting with them they're, mm-hmm. they're definitely a favorite oh yeah they're so fun like 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 emily was saying our silly silly salamander that we have right now is just such a dork <laughs> and just that face she just stares at you they're big old eyeballs <laughs> for and they're so they're far tiny. apart oh. <laughs> They're so far apart, and their mouth is their entire face. Yeah. And they just look so derpy and lovable. Mm-hmm. I love them, are. too. Yeah. Tiger sal- salamanders specifically, you see a ton of in mm-hmm. the pet trade for yeah. those same reasons. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love them. Yeah. But their personality is only part of why I actually love them. <laughs> There's so much just weird stuff surrounding salamanders. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I will tell you more. And not even just like with like their actual natural history, but just like weird crap people have made up about them basically yeah. or things that they associated with them that aren't necessarily true. One that you kind of see in pop culture now, if you've seen Frozen 2, which we got to see <laughs> last week finally. It was amazing. It, it was absolutely amazing. I died laughing the whole time. <laughs> they have a salamander in there. And it looks like a lizard to me, but I looked it up and they said it was a salamander. And if you've seen it, you know it's like a fire spirit. Yeah. And so... Spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) shoot. Just put that beforehand. (laughs) Well, it's not big. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Um, It's a fire salamander. Uh You kind of have to think, like, where does that come from in the first place? Because salamanders are often associated with fire this isn't just like a frozen thing Uh this is in a lot of different kinds of movies and tv shows the first record that i found of it Mm -hmm. is by this guy named pliny the elder and (laughs) yeah that's such a weird name and i'm gonna look up really quickly when he was alive there's like a lot of fire lizards in the zelda series I really like Zelda, but none of them look particularly salamandery, which yeah. I'm kind of disappointed by. Oh, apparently there's, there's a Reddit thread. I searched um, fire salamander Zelda. Mm. There's a Reddit thread that's like, why the divine beast of the Gorons is a salamander. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my great. goodness. Because, again, if you've ever <laughs> seen salamanders in like real life, you 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 don't really get it. Yeah. I guess. It doesn't yeah, really why make they... any sense. Why are they associated with fire? Yeah. They're amphibians. <laughs> like, they don't breathe fire. They don't. No, it just doesn't make sense. End of discussion. Except we're going to discuss it more. So, <laughs> Pliny the Elder. He is a Roman author from, he was born in 23 AD, it says. So, like, it's pretty dang old. Yeah. This is the oldest kind of thing I could see written about them. There could be more um, that I just didn't see. Mm-hmm. He writes about them and talks about how they can't catch on fire. Like, they're literally so cold that they're immune to fire. And a lot of this kind of came from, if you, like, uh, just imagine yourself 
back in the day, way, way, way back in the day. <laughs> 23 AD. <laughs> yes. And before. Uh-huh. Getting some logs, right? Because you need to start a fire because you want to keep warm because it might be really cold outside. And all of a sudden you throw those logs into the fire and out come salamanders. <laughs> Or these creatures that you don't know what they are. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, what just happened? (laughs) These creatures just came out of the fire. And so they thought that they were born from fire. Okay. If you know anything about salamanders, you know, like, a lot of times they hang out inside of dead logs. Yeah. Underneath logs. Because they're kind of cooler, wet places Uh that, well, cooler during sometimes warmer during like winter time for them and so they like hanging out in logs so these people literally just like put their homes on fire <laughs> and they were trying to escape the fire but to them they were being born yeah. out of this fire so this is kind of where all of these ideas of salamanders and fire started okay and if you've heard like sometimes dragons are thought to be salamanders too just at a much bigger level so there's all this confusion between them being lizards or amphibians which they didn't know back then Mm -hmm. anyway um so what's the difference between a lizard and a salamander well one's an amphibian and one's a reptile so scales okay just by looking at them they do have like the same body shape generally but if it doesn't have any scales on its body covering it then it's a salamander okay 100 percent yeah it's real slimy you know it's Usually, one of them slimy yes. boys. Yeah. <laughs> there are some, like, some newts look a little bumpier, yeah. and it can be a little bit more confusing. Okay. Confusing. Um, but generally, yeah. You don't see any scales. That's going to be a salamander. Okay. So there's a lot of interesting depictions of salamanders and fire. One from, like, at least the earliest 1500s, it could be even earlier, they're not exactly sure, in this Lamb Spring Book of Alchemy thing, which I will show you this lovely picture, and we will put this online as well, <laughs> is this alchemist who is He's just stoking poking. a salamander in the fire. <laughs> He's like poking it in the eyeball. He's literally poking <laughs> it in the eyeball. To me, it looks like a lizard, but it is referred to as a salamander. Okay, okay. And so this is something that was used not only in like physical alchemy, like mixing stuff up, uh-huh. but also something called spiritual alchemy, which I oh. don't really understand, but this is what he's talking about. Would spiritual, al- like, I'm imagining spiritual al- alchemy <laughs> as being like a way to like get their powers, maybe? Maybe. You sacrifice a salamander, now you're fireproof, and then they die because they jump in the fire. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it was actually that. The salamander was like a symbol okay. in spiritual alchemy, so I don't okay. know if they actually use them. Okay. But <laughs> I'm just going to read this real quick. Um, this is an em- like from Emblem 10 in Lamb Spring, Book of, Book of Lamb Spring. Look that up. It's really weird and confusing. There's weird drawings if you just are really into that. (laughs) Here the inner fire works upon the salamander or spiritual remnant of the dragon, purifying and elevating it and investing it with a new spiritual energy. If you think about it, they're kind of talking about like regeneration, rebirth kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's often within a lot of cultures associated with salamanders and other amphibians because Mm -hmm. of their metamorphosis. Okay. Um, And so they literally see them like changing over time and coming out of the water and becoming something new, basically. Also, a lot of salamanders can regrow limbs, especially when they're juveniles in the water. If you've ever seen axolotls like a lot of times they can have like a little nubbin and then it starts 
it's growing back. And so there's just a lot of different stuff like this. So there's this idea of salamanders being born from fire, being immune to fire. Like Mm -hmm. they literally can put out a fire, according to Pliny the Elder. Um, Aristotle had some interesting things to say about him, them too. Hmm. I think they thought they were just like really cold, like so cold they could put out a fire. And they saw that they didn't catch on fire immediately when they were inside of these <laughs> logs running for their lives. Uh-huh. So um, do their slime like help them I not catch on fire? Yeah, I would assume so because yeah. it was just kind of like a little barrier in between their skin. So it like briefly for a moment kept them from being burned alive. <laughs> oh. Glad they were slimy. Uh, it, it really worked out for them. This kind of idea for salamanders uh, continued on for quite some time. A lot of like royalty and stuff started using them in their crests and emblems. Um, the emblem of King Francis I of France in like the 1400s, early 1500s is actually a salamander in fire because it was like seen as a symbol of strength and all that kind of stuff since it also was associated with being a dragon. Uh-huh. And if you see like a lot of the emblems, it looks like they have scales. Yeah. And again, I think they were just really confused as to what salamanders are. Yeah. This, um, this one does not look like a salamander at it all. It does not look like a salamander to me. Some of the <laughs> other ones did. Yeah. But this was the best picture I could find. So That's I fair. just used That's it. That's fair. But yeah, it, it looks like a dog. What did you say it, it looked like? Aquatamundi. Aquatamundi. <laughs> and this is another one we'll put online so you can kind of see what we're talking about. But it's it's very interesting. You can tell it's kind of ferocious looking. Uh-huh. And, but it's a, a salamander. It's literally a salamander. Is his tongue sticking out? His tongue is sticking out. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he might be breathing I, fire. I is he burning in his own fire? nose is so long yeah to me it looks like those weird like hunting dogs with the really long faces yeah yeah like a like a sight hound like a borzoi or something like that sure (laughs) i like dogs (laughs) but salamanders okay and so these guys like it just blows my mind all the history that kind of surrounds them and that's like Yes, they're my favorite because they're really cute, and I, I, I like to squeeze them, but don't squeeze them, squeeze them. Just, like, poke, poke their chub, if they have chub. Some, <laughs> some are of them chubby, don't. some are, are not. Yeah, some are very slender boys. They, they are really slender boys. It's just amazing just what people thought about them and how this little, tiny creature got attributed with so much power. Like, that's what I want to be like. I might be all, like, cute and cuddly looking, maybe a little slimy, but, like, I'm super ferocious. <laughs> After sharing an office with you for like a year, I can attest that you were not slimy. Not all the time, anyways. I promise I'm not this gross in person. Only sometimes. Uh, I, I mean, kind of am. Yeah, I don't know okay. why you're promising that and lying to our beautiful listeners. <laughs> I like salamanders. They're what? really neat. They are really neat. And I like, I had no idea about all this weird lore behind them. Yeah. And in Asia, it gets real weird yeah because asia is where the giant big old boy salamanders oh, are is, is that his official big old name boy? <laughs> yeah <laughs> no 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 they're the cryptobranchids oh. but before we move on to the cryptobranchids because i'm about to like get real crazy with them and all the stuff with them oh my gosh one more thing about these salamanders and fire so and oh well it's in asia okay <laughs> really china specifically 
um, Chinese merchants told Marco Polo, the great explorer back in, you know, the 1200s, Mm -hmm. I believe, um, maybe early 1300s, that they had salamander wool. And so they were trying to sell Marco Polo the salamander wool. Salamanders don't have fur or hair because they're amphibians. And so he was like, "Mm, this doesn't make sense. So he did some investigating and found out that it was actually asbestos fibers that they were trying to sell him, which we think is like just absolutely terrible asbestos is death. Yeah. But back then it wasn't like it used to be in a bunch of houses as insulation, you know, protection from fire yeah it's so, i mean it's still like if you buy a really old house it's gonna be in there yeah you gotta check it you for asbestos it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly and but they were selling protection from fire and calling it salamander wool interesting right and so to this day there is what is called let's see the association of heat and frost insulators um and it used to also be asbestos was included in that name too so it's this international union yeah and their symbol is a salamander on top of fire <laughs> oh he's on like a little pipe too yeah he's on a pipe <laughs> and that's, that's adorable cool because it used to be asbestos and it yeah. used to be called salamander wool and so still to this day they use this little guy in that's their really little cool. emblem yeah so it's it's neat, and also a lot of blacksmiths would use it too because of fire and all that stuff. Not yes. actual salamanders, <laughs> but they would use them in like their pictures, their uh-huh. blacksmith pictures. I don't know how you would describe shop that. signs. Shop signs. Thank you. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> okay, so now we're gonna talk about crypto blankets. Okay, crypto blankets. Like, can you break down that word? Yes, I can. So cryptobranchids are a specific kind of salamander. It's a family mm-hmm. of salamanders. Crypto has to do with cryptic, so it means hidden. And branchids has to do with their gills. And okay. so it's literally hidden gill. Okay, if, I was going to say, if they're so big, how are they hidden? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, so they literally are hidden because they're basically not there. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, and so... Okay, the gills, not the salamanders. The gills! I, I, thought, you were, oh, no. I thought you were saying, because well, they're all about to die, so they're oh. hidden because they're not there. I was like, no, yeah. that's too sad. A lot of them... Are not doing great. Not doing great. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, the gills are hidden. (laughs) What I was specifically (laughs) talking about was the gills. And so these are the giant salamanders. So usually they're in Asia. There's only three species that are still living today, but there's a lot of fossil records of other ones. So these are the Japanese giant salamander, the um, Chinese giant salamander, which is Mm -hmm. the biggest in the world, and then the hellbender. Uh, So the eastern hellbender is one that lives here in North America. It's doing okay, but it has a subspecies called the Ozark um, hellbender, which is critically endangered. Um, That's one that actually lives in northwest Arkansas and like southern Missouri. So I've never seen one because Mm -hmm. they're critically endangered and you can't really deal with them because yeah. it's illegal <laughs> unless you have like certain permissions and stuff yeah but there there's some pretty close to home which is really mm-hmm. neat that just unfortunately aren't doing too well so these cryptobranchids they have hidden gills and so what that really is is they have like a gill slit on the side of their their head mm-hmm. um so these are like vestigial gills they don't actually work if you know anything about salamanders you know that they 
are aquatic whenever they're juveniles. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, even when they're adults, are also aquatic. Um, but when they're juveniles specifically, they have these feathery external gills. Okay. Um, and so usually whenever they undergo metamorphosis, they come out of the water and they lose those feathery gills. Mm-hmm. These guys, I, I don't think I've actually ever seen a juvenile giant salamanders. I don't really know what they look like now that I'm thinking of it. But <laughs> I'm just watching Emily's brain explode. <laughs> I just I just realized I don't know if they I would assume they undergo the same thing. But oh. they are very, very different from even other salamanders. Yeah. Um like I think they diverged from other amphibians and salamanders like 170 million years ago. Dang. So they've been different for a really, really long time. They even though they're fully aquatic, they don't have actually any gills that they breathe with. Mm -hmm. So instead (laughs) they have cutaneous respiration, which basically all amphibians have. That's not anything like crazy, um, abnormal Mm -hmm. and cutaneous respiration is where you can breathe through your skin. Like their skin is thin enough that they can actually take in oxygen through it. Which is what makes amphibians such good, like bio indicators. If you don't have any amphibians in your pond or your stream, it probably means it's it's nasty. nasty. Yeah. Gross. And don't touch amphibians with gross hands because you clog up their breathing apparatus. Polluting their skin. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But these guys, these big old, what are often called lasagna lizards. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Because if you look up a picture of a cryptobranchid, a giant salamander, they are super duper wrinkly. So they yeah. look like the folds of like dry lasagna noodles. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but those, they serve like a super duper important purpose. Those aren't just there for decoration, uh-huh. which would be really weird because it's an awful decoration. They look super strange. Hey, don't be dissing on them. You don't know what a salamander thinks is sexy. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I guess I don't. Maybe it's it's sexy to the lady salamanders. <laughs> the more folds, the better. <laughs> <laughs> they have all of these folds, which, you know, partially can be kind of for camouflage because mm-hmm. they live in streams and rivers and... Um, it helps them kind of blend in on the bottom, I'm sure. But the main purpose is to increase surface area. And so when you have all of these folds, you have a lot more skin, which makes it to where they can absorb more oxygen through mm-hmm. that skin. And so those folds are incredibly important for their survival in all these rivers and streams, especially ones that, you know, often have human impacts on them where the oxygen levels might be lower. This kind of helps them hold on a little bit longer. Um, But they can only do so much before we kind of ruin it for them. (laughs) We're going to go back to the the big boy. The big boy. The big, big boy. The big, big boy of all the big boys. Of the slimy, weird-looking cryptobranchids. The Chinese giant salamander. Hold up real quick. Yes. We keep saying slimy. But are there any that, like, produce slime on the level of, like, an eel? Or, like, what are those really gross things? Like, you can't even hold on to them. They just, like, slip out. Yeah, they are really hard to hold on to. Usually they have to use special gloves from what, like, I'm remembering. Yeah. Oh, Um, my gosh. They're, like, stupid slime. (laughs) Like, literally, people have a hard time holding on to them whenever they're studying them. That's crazy. And that slime is really important. And they're really big. (laughs) Yeah, like these, um, the Chinese giant salamanders Uh are like 55 to 60 pounds. They can be up to like 100. Um, 
Which I'm is sorry. nice. It's a salamander. <laughs> you know? That's how much my dog weighs. That's huge. <laughs> right? And they can be normally around four feet long. Yeah. But they can be up to six feet long. A salamander. It's too and long. so that is like absolutely insane that they they can be this big in their salamander. Yeah, like, that's I just, ridiculous. I want you all to absorb that into your brains, just real quick. He's big boy. That's like almost a teenager. No, J.K. I don't know how big children are. That's like <laughs> a seventh grader. Yeah, at least maybe a sixth grader. I don't like that. But. Can be six feet long. <laughs> yeah. So the, an adult man. Yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> and they're. If are you, they, are they like, um, are they short? Because yeah. they're so long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're are not, they like as short as, like, I know what a hellbender looks like. Are they as short as a hellbender? I mean, I imagine just because of their body mass, they're a little bit taller. Yeah. 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 But like, but yeah, but they are. They're very, laterally compressed. Yes, they are. They're, okay. They are flat. Okay. Pretty flat. Okay. With just a little bit of chunk. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a bit of chunk. Yeah, they're just huge. And they are very, very slimy. So mm-hmm. you can't really hold on to them. But that slime is also really important. Since they're on a lot of rocky bottom streams and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you have to imagine you can get a little bit of rough roughed up yeah. um, from those rocky bottom streams. If anyone has ever walked in one, it doesn't feel very good. Yeah. And so that actually protects them from abrasions um, oh, so that they, they don't get all scratched in there. up. Yeah, they, they just kind of slide over it. <laughs> and they aren't like toxic or anything, but they don't taste good. So there is okay. like, not toxic to us, mm-hmm. but kind of like with some toads where they just release like a bitter toxin. Yeah. If your dog has ever gotten a toad, they probably regretted it immediately and started like foaming at the mouth and rubbing their face on stuff. They're not going to die probably, no. but it just tastes really bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of animals that just use like it's technically like a toxin, but it's not going to kill you or make you sick. No. It just tastes bad. Ladybugs are like that. Yeah. Um, monarchs, monarchs are like that. Yep. So with the cryptobranchids, they're not going to like kill you if you lick them or something. And yeah. just don't lick them because that's really weird. But but some salamanders some will kill salamanders you. Salamanders <laughs> will freaking kill you if you eat them whole. Yes. Licking them, you'll probably just get stupid sick. But there is the rough skinned newt, yeah. which lives in Northwest America, like so Oregon, especially Washington, that kind of area, that like people have literally died from yeah. eating them, which why would you eat it? That's really dumb. They were <laughs> intoxicated, actually, when they oh. ate them, Okay, which is part of the problem. Yeah. But they have the same toxin as pufferfish. Oh, yeah. So tetro, tetrodotoxin. There oh. it is. Incredibly lethal. Yeah. They said the skin, they did some studies in the skin of like one salamander, one of these newts specifically. Uh-huh could kill like 1,500 mice. That's ridiculous. Right? One skin from this tiny little salamander. Yeah, because they are small. We're not talking like the big big. six-foot-long guys. We're like six inches. inches. Six inches. Yeah. Um, Which absolutely blows my mind. But these big guys, no, you can probably lick it and be okay if you just really (laughs) want to lick it, I guess. But you're going to have a hard time licking it because they're they're not around yeah. um, very much anymore. Um, so the biggest one that we've been talking about, the gi- Chinese giant salamander, is mm-hmm. critically endangered. Okay. It has been used a lot as a delicacy. Like, people collect it because they want to have it. I think they actually farm them, too. Oh, okay. They also use them in a lot of traditional medicine, too. 
And of course, in most places where they are having a harder time, it's because we're damming up streams. Yeah. Um, like I get the purpose of them yeah. for humans. Sometimes. But Sometimes dams are just there to make a river look pretty in a city. Not that I'm going to like throw shade at any city that might be near the Great Plains Nature Center and does this, but I'm throwing shade. It, it messes <laughs> up a lot a lot of habitats and messes yeah. up the flow of the stream and mm-hmm. things can't get through them. Yeah. And a lot of fish like um, Kansas native stream fishes, like they just like lay eggs and they need the current to carry their eggs yeah. and like pelagic air... spawners. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a fancy word. Fancy. Um, their eggs float. That's yeah. basically what it is. And they have to keep moving and keep like oxygenated, yeah. I guess. Um, so that those eggs hatch. If they aren't moving, if they hit a dam and they can't move anymore, they, they die. die. So, yeah, and it's it's not good. Um, I don't think <laughs> I don't think giant salamanders <laughs> explode, but I mean, we were talking about how they need oxygen. They yeah. literally breathe oxygen out of the water, mm-hmm. and moving streams have a ton of oxygen yeah, in them. Definitely. But if you're stopping the stream from moving, it greatly reduces the oxygen in the water. Yeah, and so how are they? Sp- supposed to breathe so yeah. that's another part of the problem with a lot of these big salamanders because the bigger you are the more oxygen you need to um japanese giant salamanders are doing better they're just near threatened um so i'm glad they're doing a lot better but they're also they're smaller here in america again the ozark hellbender is critically endangered the eastern hellbender i think is doing fine it's near threatened as well and again a lot of that comes from habitat degradation damming up of streams especially with the ozark hellbender because it's in a very very small range and it is a subspecies but Mm -hmm. it's it's not doing really hot and a lot of times like i mean they're just accidentally caught on fishing lines yeah and then they don't know what to do with them or they just get so stressed out that Mm -hmm. they they die from that too because especially in northwest arkansas and in the ozarks up there like those are great places for fishing people love going up there it's absolutely beautiful and unfortunately these guys have just been kind of a a casualty of uh, a really awesome recreational sport you know it just it it's really sad that that kind of happens because they eat anything that you put in front of their face oh my gosh (laughs) yes they do so if you remember earlier we were talking about our tiger salamander that we have here imagine this on a giant salamander that voracious appetite is Mm -hmm. still there and those ferocious tendencies are also still there so they'll like get their prey and they like just jerk their head around oh and like sling it back and forth <laughs> as they're eating their food. Jeez. And they, you know, little guys, they still have like a pretty good bite. Like mm-hmm. their their jaws aren't really anything to play with, even for how small they are. Yeah. So imagine it on a big boy. Yeah. And they do actually have teeth. Like not teeth ask. like we imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- they got some teeth in there and they even have an extra kind of little row um, towards the roof of their mouth. Ooh. And... It, it basically helps it easily crush through bone. Oh, oh, just crush through bone. You said that like so, just like, oh, they just use it to crush yeah. through bone. Their bite's kind of bad. Not that bad, though. Well, I'm thinking small creatures. <laughs> yeah. Okay, not humans. So, I'm like not sure about humans. Exoskeletons. Exoskeletons. Um, can you, though, can too. you Can you stick your hand in a giant salamander's mouth and see if it crushes your bones? I don't think it would, but it would hurt. <laughs> Okay. It would hurt real bad, and it would definitely bre- leave abrasions yeah. and maybe cuts and stuff. Um, for science. For science! 
Yeah, I kind of want to look up now and see if there's any salamander bites on the internet. It's happening! <laughs> um, while we were looking up salamander bites, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that the part of the reason that they eat basically anything in front of them is that they're kind of blind. Not literally <laughs> blind. Yeah. But if you look up a picture of a giant salamander especially, their eyes are so tiny. Yeah. They have these tiny little eyes on this big old giant head. So they can't see that well. And imagine being, you know, in the bottom of water that may or may not be murky. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have a pretty hard time seeing. So they use their other senses whenever they're finding food. Isn't that weird looking? <laughs> I just looked up a picture and it's just like sitting on a sidewalk. It looks like a blobfish, but they salamander. Do, but salamander. <laughs> they're so weird looking. <laughs> Giant salamander teeth. Let's do that. Oof. Is that really their skull? Because if so, that's kind of terrifying. Like, they got big old... That that might be their skull. I think it is. Look at that. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, Yeah, that big old mouth with quite a bit of teeth. Why is its nostrils so large? Well, they do use their sense of smell, I believe. So maybe that's why. They can't see, so they have to do other stuff to be able to find food around them. Weird. Ooh, hey, you like crayfish, right? Yeah. Our North American hellbenders love crayfish. <laughs> I'm sure That's they like do. a delicacy to them. <laughs> Everybody loves crayfish if you live in the water. <laughs> also known as crawdads. Crawdads. There's a lot of weird names for crayfish. Are there? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Okay, we're going to go back to the giant salamander bite. But now I just want to talk about crayfish. Oh, here we go. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Crawfish, crawdads, freshwater lobsters, mountain lobsters, mud bugs, or yabbies, which sounds yabbies. like an Australian thing. <laughs> well, hey, we're going to go to weird giant salamander names then. Okay. Because there's a lot. I told you the <laughs> lasagna lizard. Yes, I love but that. But there are more. And they're real strange. <laughs> Snot otter. Ew. Devil dog. Ooh. Mud devil. Mud dog. Krampus? I've never heard that one. Like Krampus, but with a G? I guess so. (laughs) Allegheny alligator. Okay, okay. I mean, the head thrashing reminded me of, like, how an alligator, like, tears apart its prey. Yeah, that's very true. And if you don't know what it is, and you just kind of see... Yeah. This weird, like, living fossil yeah. creeping by. I Just this thing this thing that alligator. is the size of an alligator but has a short snout and is slimy. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> They're so weird. They're very weird. They're weird, but kind of scary, creepy. Yeah. And also awesome. I'm alarmed. <laughs> I mean, they can, they can take it down. If you've ever watched the show River Monsters. Oh, gosh. With, uh, what's his name? I think his name's Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy Wade. Normally he's like fisherman. He goes out and catches mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and looks into like weird happenings that people have um, kind of reported. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> weird happenings that people have reported. And a lot of times it's when people have actually died from a river monster. Dang. And one episode was actually about the giant salamanders in Asia. Um, I'm assuming it was probably the Japanese giant salamander, mm-hmm. um, just because those are a lot more common mm-hmm. than the other guys. But it was cool. I mean, and he, he holds one of them. So if you've never seen river monsters, it's very sensationalized. Yes. <laughs> 
but it's kind of interesting. It's yeah. it's a fun show. Mm-hmm. Man, they're just they're absolutely awesome. I, I really like salamanders, and there's so much that I could say. Yeah, about them, cryptobranchids, man. I don't like them. Or, <laughs> they're scary. They're just they they are scary. They're scary, <laughs> but they've like been around for millions of years. Yeah. Okay. So like, I respect them. Kind of like you know, I don't like ticks or mosquitoes or anything that steals my blood. Mm-hmm. But, like, I respect them and understand that they have a role in the environment. Yeah. I don't, I don't like giant salamanders. <laughs> they can stay over in Asia. I, I can do, I, do hellbenders okay. are not as big. No, not even close. No, I think. And they're, like, a foot, maybe. Um. Bigger than that? I think so. Oh, the ones I've seen were about two, a foot. Oh, well, yeah. Two to three feet? <laughs> Yeah. Max. Okay. Well, Again, that's not normal. I don't really like that either. <laughs> I don't think that's normal. It's too big. But they, they can be a decent size. How big are these guys? These boys. Oh, they have more names. Ground oh. puppy. That's close to them. There's the lasagna lizard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are nocturnal. Fun fact. Are the learned. giant ones, like giant, giant ones in Asia nocturnal? I think they're all pretty much nocturnal. Yeah. Um, which makes sense, like, if you can't really see... Yeah, you don't need no eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) They are known to grow up to 29 inches. It's a little over two feet. Okay. Two and a half. Acceptable. Yeah. You okay with that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But, man, I just, I really hope, I really hope that these guys are still around for a while. Yeah. You know, like, they're, I think they're amazing creatures, even if they are a little freaky. Like, they're just... They're unique. Oh, yeah. They're very different. Salamanders just in and of themselves are just very diverse. Like, they're absolutely amazing. And that we have this freaking monster Mm -hmm. that's been associated with dragons. Yeah. Like, I just, I want them to be around for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. you know, I hope they are. As long as we, you know, take care of the world, it'll be fine. <laughs> yes. But luckily, hey, tiger salamanders will probably be around for a long dang time. Yeah. They're they're pretty hardy. Mm-hmm. Them, yeah. them cute little boys. They are. They're very cute. Yes. <laughs> and they're the largest, like, terrestrial. terrestrial. Yeah. yeah. They're the largest terrestrial salamander in the cool. world. Yeah. Which they can... I mean, they're not huge. Mm-hmm. A little over a foot. Yeah. Yeah. They're just... But some can be really tiny. Yeah. The lungless, lungless salamanders are tiny. Are, yeah. Why do they also breathe through their skin like the yeah. giants? They're terrestrial though. Oh. So they literally just breathe through their skin on land. That doesn't sound like a good way to do it. No. <laughs> but that's why they're so skinny and small because they don't have lungs taking up a bunch oh. of room. I think they have like that are just like slender balloons that are deflated. Slender balloons. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just reminded me. Ah, oh Cryptobranchids. They have a vestigial lung. Oh. It, well, I, I guess you can't really call it vestigial because it does work, but they don't mm-hmm. really use it for breathing. It's like um, an air bladder in a fish. It helps oh. them go up and down in Weird. the water. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who aren't huge nerds, um, just what is vestigial? Ooh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> vestigial means that they still have it, but it doesn't work anymore. So like our appendix. Okay. Our appendix is vestigial. Amazing. I love it. Salamanders are my favorite. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So kiss a salamander and hope it doesn't kill you because some are toxic. Oh my gosh. Maybe don't 
suggest people kiss <laughs> things that might be toxic. Identify your salamanders first with a field guide and then kiss them if they're safe. Or maybe just don't kiss them because you're probably getting all your germies you can, all yeah, over your skin. That's a good point. Don't kiss them. I take it back. Just appreciate them from afar. Yes. Lift a log, wave hello, put it back. Don't squish them, though. Yes. And don't set it on fire! (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to gather firewood from the woods, like... Check for salamanders. Yeah, don't grab one that's really rotted and home to a bunch of different things. Get one that's, like, freshly fallen. Yeah, and then you're fine. Yeah. It probably burns better anyway. I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to be waterlogged. Yeah. What are these people doing? Putting They just really needed wood. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thanks, Emily. <laughs> Talking Thank about you. Yes. I love it. Um, make sure to check out our show notes on gpnc.org slash that's hyphen my hyphen favorite. Uh, shoot us an email at myfavorite at gpnc.org. And thanks to our producers, the Great Plains Nature Center, for letting us just chat about whatever we want to chat about and, you know, do it on company time. It's great. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks with some more favorites, of course. And, you know, s- stay slimy. Yeah. And breathe fire like a salamander. Yes, please. <laughs> Send us photos. <laughs> I would love to see that. That'd be awesome. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye.